Last week we talked about prosperity God's way. Uh, today, you know, and the health of a soul and how important that is. And, and uh, I don't like to just talk about things. Uh, I like to have some keys that uh, we can give to you. And so uh, this morning it's about aligning your affections by focusing your mind. Aligning your affections by focusing your mind. We are the sum total of our desires. Whatever our heart desires consumes our thoughts and our time and our energy. There's some practical things about that. That is the way it is. And the power of affection, you know, is, is, uh, is one of the most powerful things that, that there is. And it has the, the uh, ability to lead to life and freedom or it can lead to bondage and destruction depending on where your affections, you know, are at. And uh, so uh, I want to give attention this morning to our mind. So I want to, uh, passage of Scripture, Isaiah 26 and 3. We could please. This passage of Scripture divide, uh, describes a, 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 a person who doesn't focus on the darkness of the difficulty, the gloom of the circumstances, nor the discouragement of their feelings. Those feelings that would come and say that God doesn't care. God really isn't interested. The writer writes this and describes, you know, what God will do for the person that you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. An amazing passage of Scripture to have a perfect peace relatively to the mind, the focus. In Colossians chapter 3, Verses 3, 1 through 10, 1 through 3 and verse 10. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things that are above. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind, then in the translation, your affections. On things above, not on things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. So he says, we need to give attention to. Interest in priority, plans, and the course of life on those things that are above and not merely the things that are on earth. Where Christ is, sitting on the right hand of God. In other words, that 
Christ should be the center of our focus. The resurrected Christ should be the capture of our mindset. The resurrected Christ, because now he has been through the cross, been to the grave, and now he sits in all power and authority. Because it'll dramatically affect, it'll mean your thinking. When you recognize that, that, you know, he has risen. And so he says, to set your mind, he means your inner disposition. The direction of your life. He is not saying, you know what I mean, that, that somehow you have to have God thoughts 24 hours a day. But your inner disposition, the governing factor of your life, you know, that which is, brings the final summation and decree is that <laughs> Jesus Christ is sitting on the right hand of God and I've been raised in him, my position. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. So he says, seek the exalted Christ See him as the king of kings and pursue the non-decaying things. Set your affections uh, above. So the question is, is your mind stayed on God? For I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed. Or is your mind being starved? Take stock, stock, he says, of your, you know, disposition. Take stock of your thought life. One of the great preachers said this, Starvation of mind caused by neglect is one of the chief sources of exhaustion and weaknesses in a servant's life. I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed, whose interest, whose intent and purpose is on the Lord. The question is, is, or the truth of the matter is that we can use our mind to place ourselves before God. We do not need to wait for God to come to us. Think about it. You can use your mind to place yourself before God. Set your mind on the things of God. Turn your thoughts and your eyes toward Him. And it says in Isaiah 45, and you will find salvation. Sometimes we find ourselves wavering between the upward look that we have and the look downward of the asphalt at our feet. Yes. But he says you need to focus on the God says, I, I know your number. I know who you are. 
I know what you have need of. And I am the exalted Christ. Isaiah 45 and 22 says, look to me and be saved. All the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. He says, devote yourself purposefully to him. Devote yourself purposefully to him. How do we do that? We make and determine to have a healthy mind diet. The mind needs to have a healthy diet. Just like, you know, diet in the other arenas of your life needs to be healthy. So our fresh input into our mind purposefully determined to choose him. I've been watching that a little bit in my life recently as you know, life converges and then it can converge in on you in the, during the daytime but it can kind of converge in you into you at night too. Just when you need to go to sleep and all, all of a sudden life starts to converge in on you. Now those moments and those times you have, and sometimes we must think in those arenas, but sometimes they're just wild. And so therefore, you know what I mean, we need to go at that particular time and purposely redirect our thinking and our thoughts and begin to give the mind, you know, better food than worry and fear and anxiety and anxiousness and all those things that want to be on the table for our, our mind. Choose what you feed your mind, he's saying. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We can't not live a life of a thought life that's unchecked because it can become our own worst enemy, it can be poison. From within. Maintaining our focus. Having your mindset is one of the greatest assets to your faith that you can do. Your faith. Because when you begin to think, you know, and input in and trust in and see this exalted God, you know what I mean? Then your faith and the Spirit begin to work together. And one of the keys that will really work in your life is prayer. And I, you hear it over and over. But prayer trumps positive thinking. Did you hear that word, trump? Trump. <laughs> 
But prayer power always trumps positive thinking. And there was a lot of similarity to it, you know what I mean? Paul writes in Colossians there and says, set your things, your focus, your attention on things that are above where, where Christ is. <clears throat> so Christ must be the focus, must be the, the, the uh, uh, source, uh, you know what I mean, and the empowerment of our, of our life. Don't let your mind be at the mercy of impulsive thinking. Always let it be used in the service of the Lord because it's a great gift. You understand that this morning, church, how great your mind is? Because the, the, the mind is function in life and you function in life. That's why it needs to have a proper diet. Sometimes you've got to prod your mind and you've got to wake it up. It kind of goes to sleep. I think when the Apostle Paul writes and says, Awake thou that sleepest and arise in Christ shall, shall give you light. You know, One of the things that I don't like about sleep aids is they leave you groggy. It takes a long time for them to work off. Now they, they'll, they'll, they'll put you out, but they sure don't help you wake up. I'm not going against them. I'm just saying I know the difference between natural sleep and induced sleep. <laughs> and sometimes we have to, you know what I mean, what this, 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 this diet that we're having has put our mind, you know, so it, it it's, can't be woke up. So we've got to prod our mind, wake it up and cause it to remember who, does it, who it is that we, we serve. We serve the, a Christ that's exalted. Encourage your mind to remember God. So how do we re regain our spiritual focus? Number one, you develop a Deeper commitment to walk with God. You make a decision to do it. Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, and he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the tender mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove what is that is good, acceptable, perfect will of God. What is he saying? He's saying, get your whole body your soul, and your spirit involved in your life. This Christ's life in, in the intentions of your mind. Get your whole body. He says that you need to be committed to the ideals of the kingdom. Put them into everyday practice. In your life. Good habits. Set your mind. Paul said your mind can just run off on its own. Let this mind be in you. This purpose and the disposition. Which is also in Christ Jesus. With, with intention. Now, any of this does not make us not 
saved. Not at all. We're trying to get healthy. So develop a deeper commitment to God. Number two, view your lives from God's perspective. See, when you view it from God's perspective, it helps you to answer the whys in the questions of life. You will not live beyond what you see and believe about yourself. That's why it's, that's who I am. That's who he is. Perspective. From God's perspective. Live a life from God's perspective and then move forward. Move forward. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 3, he says... I do not count myself to have apprehended one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things that are before. Sometimes it's time to move on. You've camped there long enough. He's saying, don't let some things of yesterday keep you from tomorrow. You've got things that you want to forget. I've got things that I like to forget. I have choices that I've made that I regret. But sometimes you have to move beyond that. It is also important that you don't dwell too long on yesterday's victories. That you move so that you have present day up-to-date victories in your life. Amen? Yeah. You can get camped. So Paul says, move forward. Reaching forward. Now there are some things that you're going to encounter. Some things are not necessarily going to be wrong, but they're not beneficial. That's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. Decision-making processes that can be beneficial to us. It's not whether it's wrong or right. It's whether or not it's healthy. Has your mind got a good diet? In this process and running of life, don't let disruptions and diversions draw you aside. Great story of Nehemiah and building the wall. He's having great success, and yet there's always voices in his ear trying to distract him from the immediate You don't want to stop what God has called you to do. 
just because somebody else might think you should do. You need to see what you're doing as a great work. Nehemiah says, I'm doing a great work. And, and it's so great that I just can't stop it. I'm sorry. What you're doing needs to be important to you. You need to see the value of it. Move forward rather than sideways. Move forward rather than sideways. How do we maintain this? How do we keep the focus? And how do we keep, keep a line? Number one, you need to plan and persevere. One of the first steps of wisdom, you know what I mean, is planning. Wisdom has built her house. She had hewn out seven pillars. The first step of wisdom is, is planning. The book of Hebrews says this, that you need to plan and need to persevere. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence which has great reward, for you have need of endurance or perseverance, that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Plan and persevere. Number six, draw close to God. It says that if you draw close to God, He will draw close to you. There can be an improvement in our relationship. We can be closer to God than we ever thought possible. It's not a one-time, you know, hi, how are you? I love you. You love me. The more you draw close to God, you know, the closer God gets Overcome the poles of the world through spiritual means. And Paul said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, that we, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself is against God, this, this battlefield of the mind, arguing with just inputs and outputs. You've got to reduce that. Get a high-calorie diet of God's Word in your life. Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. What was the, old, or the phrase that, uh, I don't know if it was the 70s or 80s, but what would Jesus do? We need to bring that back. Set it up alongside of, you know, setting your affections and your interests in a given situation. What would Jesus do? So do spiritual warfare. 
weapons of warfare. Dress, according to Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 6, there's a, there's a dress for this battle. Put on the whole armor of God. Talks about the helmet of the hope of salvation. A protection of the mind. Align your life with God's instructions. Psalms 119.105 Thy word have I is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Psalms 19 and 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The word of God in your life. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't, you don't have to go and get degrees. You just have to open the book. Just open the book. Align your life with God's instructions. That's how you set your affections. Take spiritual inventory. What direction are you going? What's the direct trajectory of your life? What's the main initiative? Are you fulfilling the call of God? that he's placed upon you. I can't answer that question, you know what I mean? And it, it doesn't need to be complicated. But you have to ask those questions. So that we can say, I've finished. I've finished. I've completed. I've kept it. Set your affections, your interests, and your intent on things above. The kingdom of God should always have precedence and priority. Put God first. That's a good message coming from a church. Put God first. Right? It really is. You know, you can go to work. You can be the best employee. You know, and you can be the most valuable employee. and You can do all the things that life requires and demands and still put God first. Going to work, you know, and being that does not mean you're putting God first. doesn't mean you're not putting God first first. It's the trajectory of your life. It's the passion. It's the intention. Your affections. You know this first commandment that thou shalt love the Lord thy God? You just got to put, put God first. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind, and thy strength. Isn't it interesting that in the first commandment is getting your whole person involved, just like Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12. 
that would you present your body as a living sacrifice? You know, it's been a little while, but I, I, as I began to study God in relationship to the body in the scriptures, it set a whole new insight for me. Basically, if you're not getting your body involved, you're not involved. When you wake up tomorrow morning and you go to your respective things, how many are going to go without your body? How much work are you going to get done without your body? Without your body, you're all talk. <laughs> Hope that's not too hard. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm just, you know, it's just the way it is. It's that. How many are grateful for the body of the Lord? Come on now, church. Look what I'm look what I'm showing you here. Is there really any love without the body of the Lord? What is it that he raised from the dead? The body of the Lord. Now Paul does say that it's possibly absent to, to be present in spirit, but absent in body. But you can't do that all the time. Honey, I'm not coming home, but I'll be there in spirit. <laughs> See how long that works. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be balance in all of this, obviously. You know what I mean? But, but it doesn't work without the body. Try punching in the, on the time clock without the body. Paul says it's really important what your body's doing and how it relates to everything. And so in your affections, you've got to get your body involved. I asked my musicians to come this morning. Set your affections, your interest, your intents, your purpose on things above. Where Christ is. Where Christ is. Remain constant in prayer. Pray. Can't get to sleep. Can't get along? Pray. <laughs> Waiting on answers? 
commanded always to pray and not to faint. So when you're getting weary and tired, just go ahead and pray. Prayer's not always going to be at, you know, deep travail levels. No. You don't always have to pray with such intensity that, that, that you know what I mean, that uh, the earth is shaking and you're shaking. Prayer's acknowledgement and just a communication. And when you don't have nothing to pray for, pray the Lord's Prayer. Express appreciation to God. My, as much as I love my wife, the more I express appreciation, you know, the more life comes into my love when I express it. It does. It's a life-giving, energizing. And this is what you do with the Lord. I've said this before, and you know what I mean? I'm going to say it again. And, and <laughs> it's like your wife, she never gets tired of you telling her how much you love her and how beautiful she is, and you know, and even though she questions you, you know what I mean? You know, tell them how beautiful they are, and, she, and they kind of, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but eventually, you know what I mean? The more I tell her, she starts to believe me. Express appreciation. Express appreciation. You gotta express it to God. Psalms 103 talks about your benefit package that you have in Jesus Christ. And everybody's about benefits today. Really? Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Forget not all his benefits. With the church, I have a benefit package. With God, you've got a benefit package. That needs to filter into your mind. Part of the thought process. Don't let your mind just run off, run loose. Bring every wandering thought into captivity. And don't just let it, don't just bring it in and, you know, and, and, and let it just run in any kind of vein. He says, let it begin to run in the vein of Jesus Christ and who he is and the lordship of him and the awesomeness of him who sits in heavenly places and you get to sit there with him. Stand with me this morning.
Amen. That's enough. I'll shut up. David said how that God had trained his hands to war. I think we have to train our minds how to think. How to think. And give our minds a healthy diet. Bible says that the word, Jesus referred to the word as food. Thy word have I hid in my heart. That's really what he's talking about. He's not talking about this, this, this basic, you know, processor up here. You know, though there is the connection between the two, but he's talking about that. The intent. Look at where he puts the importance of what I'm telling you this morning from Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, all of this instruction, he says, now, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, good report, think on these things. Meditate on these things. Hallelujah. Amen. Because it's such a powerful indicator, you know. That's the diet, he says, that we need to give our mind in setting it. Father, we love you today and we thank you, God. Your great work, your great people, God, in your great plan. As we go this week, God, I pray for amazing enlargement and expansion for every household. Whether they're expecting it or not expecting the Father, I pray the divine increase of the Lord. And Father, today, we want to purposefully set our minds to focus in the right direction and on the right things. Amen. All right? God bless. Love one another. Thank you today.